0: Welcome back to the show everyone it's Dina Kalmada here and for today's news I'd like to start with Russia. It has been reported that President Putin announced on Wednesday the deployment of the Russian Navy ship Admiral Gorshov has become the first warship carrying Zircon hypersonic cruise missiles to begin routine combat service. The Russian president stated that I am sure that such a powerful armament will allow us to steadfastly defend Russia from potential foreign threats. It will help to maintain the national interests of our country. The Russian defense minister said that the ship will travel through the Indian Ocean and the Mediterranean Sea in addition to the Atlantic. Zircon missile can travel nine times the speed of sound, according to intelligence on the new weapon. The defense minister stated that the unique feature of the Zircon hypersonic missiles is their guaranteed ability to bypass any existing or prospective air defense systems. Now, in addition to this report, the Jerusalem Post is reporting that the Russian defense ministry is also boistering its strategic nuclear forces in 2023 with further deployment of multi warhead nuclear missiles and further modernization of its long range strategic bomb division. The Strategic Rocket Forces branch of the Russian military is set to complete the replacement of the older Topol-M missile system with the RS-24 Yars, among its mobile grouping. The Yars mobile ground missile system is a multiple independently targetable re-entry vehicle, which contains several thermonuclear warheads, each of which can hit different targets. The defense ministry also stated that the main task of the Long Range Aviation Division, which is tasked with Russia's nuclear-capable strategic bombers, would be training, servicing, modernizing, and adopting new equipment as it takes part in the Ukrainian war. Now, with all of that said, I'd like to move along and talk about Israel. It is being reported that the UN Security Council is slated to meet on the widely decried Temple Mount visit by Ben Gavir. The report goes on to read that the United Nations Security Council will convene an emergency session to discuss the official's visit to Jerusalem's flashpoint, Temple Mount, which drew a flood of international condemnations. The visit stoked concerns in the Muslim world that Israel's government would move to change the status quo prohibiting Jewish prayer at the shrine, considered the holiest site in Judaism, and the third holiest site to Muslims. Ben Gavir has long been an advocate for formally altering the Temple Mount status quo, in which Muslims are allowed to pray and enter with few restrictions, while Jews can visit only during limited time slots via a single gate and walk on a predetermined route closely accompanied by police. Palestinians and most of the international community reject any changes to the current situation, although most Palestinians also object to any Israeli-Jewish presence at the site, including of police officers tasked with preserving security. Finally, it reports that the Tuesday visit was held on the 10th Tevet, a Jewish fast day mourning the events that led to the destruction of the temple that once stood there. Many Palestinians reject the notion that the site is holy to Jews, having accused Israel and Zionists for around a century of plotting to destroy the mosque and replace it with a Jewish temple a move that is not supported by mainstream israeli society other headlines in regards to his visit are as follows jordan has summoned the israeli ambassador for reprimand over ben gavir's temple mount visit hamas retaliation over the visit will be the last war u.s state department warns that the temple mount visit could provoke violence germany has urged caution to maintain the fragile peace at the temple mount palestinians have accused the israeli minister of attack on the holy site. so this visit has definitely sparked a lot of anger and I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. And as we're on the topic of Israel, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken stressed the United States opposition to policies that undermine efforts to reach a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. It goes on further to report that the United States has repeatedly stressed this position before and after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's government was sworn in last week. Netanyahu's right religious coalition has agreed to expand Israeli settlements in the West Bank and legalize dozens of outposts. The first clause of its overall government guidelines specifies that the Jewish people has an exclusive right to all parts of the land of Israel, an area that includes the biblical Judea and Samaria, today's West Bank. Netanyahu's party has also agreed in principle with religious Zionism faction to work to annex large parts of the West Bank. However, Those two parties' coalition deal includes a clause giving the premier an effective veto, which he is likely to maintain as he seeks a normalization deal with Saudi Arabia. Now, for the Biden administration, any moves towards the West Bank annexation or changing the status quo, barring Jewish prayer at the Temple Mount, represent red lines. So definitely some very interesting and also prophetic news there. Whenever you hear about a two-state solution or any type of peace agreement that has to do with Israel, we want to pay attention because that is definitely Bible prophecy spoken about in the book of Daniel chapter 9 verse 27. So certainly some prophetic news there. However, I would like to move along and talk about South Korea next. The South Korean president, stated on Wednesday that he would consider suspending the 2018 Inter-Korean Military Pact if the North violates its airspace again. Yoon made the comment after being briefed on countermeasures to North Korean drones that crossed into the South last week, calling for building an overwhelming response capability that goes beyond proportional levels during the meeting he instructed the national security office to consider suspending the validity of the military agreement if north korea stages another provocation invading their territory the 2018 deal Sealed on the sidelines of the summit between North Korean leader Kim Jong un and the South Korean President Moon, calls for ceasing all hostile acts, creating a no fly zone around the border, and removing landmines and guard posts within the heavily fortified demilitarized zone. Finally, it reports that abandoning the pact could mean the return of guard posts, live fire drills in the former no fly zone, and propaganda broadcasts across the border. So, in conclusion, we've got some very high tensions. And as always, I will continue to keep you updated, but I'd love to hear from all of you. So please do leave your comments below this video. And thank you, everybody, for watching. God bless and stay safe.